gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Chou moshere. Yokzo, Milisad. Social Q&A live episode. Yonju Kuban. Yokzo, season five. Today we have got... An absolute session of sessions in terms of how to stimulate a woman's attraction and comfort. We are going full university seminar today. I am wearing a shirt today. That's when you know it's legit. I've given you guys some homework going into today's session. Listen, there's so many things we have to cover today that I have, there's like, this is such a rare occasion. I've actually got notes. I never do notes for these podcasts. And when I say notes, it's just headings. It's just titles of things that I don't want to forget because not only do we have the bowl sip, which was the weekly email newsletter from last week, which has two questions for you guys that preloads this uh, session. So I'm going to get some questions from you guys based on this 10-year-old versus 18-year-old girl situation and what was the key lesson of the masculine to feminine polarity in those two different stories. For those of you that haven't received that bowl sip or you're not signed up yet or you're watching this in the future... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and re-go through that bowl sip and that article so you guys can get the lesson from it today. So for those of you that are rocking up into the class session, uh, we're going to have a lot of back and forward shop at the beginning, but then there's also concepts to do with overall stimulation of attraction and comfort. We're going to go into the tight and loose principles of psychology to physiology and how that relationship works uh, symbiotically together in terms of being able to build attraction and comfort. We're going to go into signal fidelity, the communication of signal between you and her, and also the freedom effect. These are all things that I've written down here just as titles. That's literally what you guys can see. I've even got some pens. 
I've even got some vents because I'm going to do some diagrams. I'm going to draw some shit for you guys, which where the, where's that water at? <laughs> it feels so strange for me to start a podcast with such, such plan, with such structure. Uh, we're here in season five. Uh, here in five seasons, I think it's been about a year of social Q&A. So I just want to say thank you to you guys uh, for being along this journey. And we're going to start off this season with a real, with a real education. This is a university seminar today. So for those of you that are new to social Q&A, have not been up in this uh, shindig before. We normally come in with a preloaded question. Today we're coming in with a preloaded... It is a preloaded question, but it's a preloaded question from me to you guys that you would have received in bowl sip. And then we will have time towards the end for open Q&A, in which that if you have any questions on anything in the world of social dynamics, uh, dating, relationships, human interaction, you can get that later. And of course, the super chat option is available to get your question bumped to the top. Uh, that's what happens if you use a super chat. It just goes to supporting everything that happens here at the channel. And most grateful for that. Now, now before we do get right into content, I do want to give a special shout out to the World Bowl. Uh, this is the first social Q&A in which that the World Bowl members will be present. In which that, for those of you that have missed on the channel, I've started up a new private Facebook group for the channel known as the World Bowl uh, at the moment. I've admitted 12 members, including my, well, 13, including myself. There's going to be a new intake this week, though. And so we skipped last week because we took a break on social Q&A. So now in this chat, you guys are going to be able to actually recognize each other face to face. You guys are going to know each other's stories, which is really cool. So if you haven't uh, found out about what the World Bowl is and you think you might be uh, down for that, just go onto the channel, type in the World Bowl, watch the video, watch it the whole way through, and then you can apply through the website for membership. But this week, shout out to my World Bowlers, there will be at least one new member being uh, admitted. I had to deny someone yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last week. And so anyways, that's I just want to give a shout out to the World Bowl guys. But you guys, often the guys in this live chat, uh, a lot of the guys in the live chat here right now are from the World Bowl. With that being said, let me let me address some of you guys up in this chat. Who we got up in here? We had Kakashi Hadake, aka Mr. Nalu. For those of you who are in the World Bowl, he's a World Bowl member. Come in with a capital yeet. I don't even know what yeet means, but it's good to have you, mate. Good to see you up in here. Good to see uh, your face as well. Now I can put a face to your uh, username. I'm still going to refer to you as Kakashi, though. You let me know. You let me know if you want me to refer to you as Mr. Nalu or Mr. Kakashi. I still like Kakashi, but uh, I'm well. I'm I'm fine with nicknames. Nicknames are fine. We've also got Mr. Ski up in here with the Capitals. How's it going, man? Yep. Yeah, man, yeah. Life is good. And it's been good to see your face, uh, Ski, getting about in the World Bowl as well. I'll be doing well down there in Melbourne. Uh, Dan Loading One's up in here. Fuck, is your name Eric? You're not in the World Bowl, though. I just think I remember that your name's Eric. Uh, Eric comes up in here saying, yo. I could be so far off. I think your name's Eric. He goes and say, yo, good to have you here, man. Uh, Kakashi coming in saying this is going to be insane. Yeah, uh, Kakashi, it is going to be ridiculous. You know it's going to be ridiculous when I've come in with not only a contents of how this podcast is going to run, but I also come in with a fucking A4 legit art book because I'm going to be, going to be drawing diagrams for you guys. That's how you know today's going to be good. And then we also got Johnny Nguyen up in here. We got John, Mr. J up in here saying, Oh, Jamashamas. Good to see you again. The winds have grown cold since you last tour class. It's a nice visual, actually. I can't really relate because it's been fucking hot down here. But uh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It does feel good. We've had a 
even though we only skipped one week of Soshikune, it's actually been two weeks. It's been two full weeks since we were here. So I uh, I resonate that. It's good to have you guys back in class. Good to have you here, Jay. Jay's also in the world, up in the world bowl. It's been good to see his face. Uh, Salvador Loyalzadeza is also up in here saying, give us these secrets to enslave this hose. Okay, I'm not sure if you just mean that as a joke. I hope you mean that as a joke because that's really dark shit. And uh, we'll not, I hope you don't mean that literally because that's just really sad. Uh, Johnny, then, if you do. And then Johnny then comes in saying, in New York City, at least autumn has come hard and fast. That's probably good for you guys, though. So if you guys avoid that super hot weather, the fires. I don't, I've never been in New York City during autumn time, though. I wonder what it's like. Uh, Kakashi then comes in saying, I'm fine with Kakashi. Good to know. Yeet equals with great amount of excitement and enthusiasm. Okay, excellent. And then Salvador comes in saying, lol, it's a joke, bro. Okay, good. Good. Trust me. Salvador, I don't put it past anyone. These are pixels. Some guys would literally think this is an enslavement session. <laughs> I'm sure there's one guy out there that would actually take it that way. Okay, so... So, that's good. Uh, if you guys have not already, please drop a thumbs up on this video. Help support the channel. It also gets the uh, video and the live stream sent out to the rest of the community. You know, YouTube's algorithm with the notifications is not very good. So, I really appreciate that if you could just, just hit a thumbs up if you're in the live session. Where do we fucking... Be- Here's where we begin. I know we say, where do we even begin? I know where we begin. The bowl sip. Let's go. So, for those of you that are listening to this in post, I'm not going to do you dirty. I'm not just going to just roll on as if I assume you've already read this article. So I'm going to reread through the article. Now, this was an article, special edition, special edition article sent out last Friday. You guys can sign up for free at bulldozer.com. This is the bolster. Put your email in. And it was titled 10-year-old versus 18-year-old girl. Now, I'm going to go through the two different stories in it. They don't take long. They're excited. They're good stories, though. Uh, Real-life stories. But there's two questions from it, which those of you that have read this article, I've given you the entire weekend to come in, do a bit of prep work and come in with your answers. So, but for those that have not read this article, and especially if you're in the live chat right now and you haven't read it, I'm going to go through it now. And so we'll take it from there. That'll kind of kick us off for the class. And then there's going to be some real seminar shit, just some really important shit on stimulating attraction and comfort, which we have not dived into for some time. I'll try and keep the absolute beginner in mind when we get to that. Let's do it. So this is the bowl sip article from last Friday, 10-year-old versus 18-year-old girl. Here we go. Study carefully two recent experiences I had involving separately a 10-year-old and 18-year-old girl. It was a late Sunday afternoon, sun kissing the sky as kites soared high at the park. I noticed a lone girl over at the hoops making bank. As she was dropping rain, I thought, I'll see if she wants me to rebound for her. She's on a roll. I head over and offer exactly that. She agrees, and so I start rebounding for her. Within a few seconds, she starts asking me for tips on how to get past the defender. So I get up close, one-on-one, school her on variations of jab-step crossovers, and all of a sudden, I can see the sun within her eyes. As if a field of energy has been created around us, I feel my sense of self dissipating. Time starts to lose its relevance. Flow is taking hold. As I speak to her, she responds like a cobra in melody. As she moves around me, I respond like water in a cup. Her readiness to access the pure moment with me 
So few can offer this. So few can act on this. She told me her name was Ashley. Yeah, I couldn't even remember my own name. Two energies came together, but only one remained. The moment was perfect. Pause that. Just the day before, same park. I was on the phone with a girl while walking barefoot on the oval. And a guy with a girl came over to the soccer goals near me to run some 50 meter sprints. I could tell right from the get that they were into each other, yet were acting coy. An obvious sign that direct intent had not been communicated. I said to the girl on the phone, I can tell this is a not a date date. She goes, what do you mean? <laughs> and I go, he's invited her, invited her out to train with him as a way for them to get closer, but hasn't actually told her that he likes her. I used to do it when I was younger. I called this indirect with intent to observe. It's bullshit. She responded by saying, how can you tell? I said, because she's not interested in training. He's trying to get her to sprint with him, but she's reluctant. She came to be with him, not to run. But he hasn't registered this or is unwilling to act upon it. She's acting cold and unreceptive, purely because he's lacking... Dot, dot, dot. A few minutes go by and I get fed up with the situation, saying to my girl, this could be the beginning of a beautiful romance. I just want to go over there and get them to kiss. She responds by saying adamantly, no, don't do it, Adam. Don't do it. And I'm like, all right, all right, chill out. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> so I literally go over there. I, take my, I just take my earphones out so I can't hear her telling me not to do it. And I walk over to the, to the girl, the guy. <laughs> all right, all right, chill out. I'm going to go over there. Uh, as I walk over to them, taking my earphones out, all I say to myself is, he just needs a little push. I'm going to get him started. I walk over to them as they keep false starting on their awkward sprints. And from 10 meters away, I yell out in a booming yet very joyful voice. All right, listen, guys, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, and then shh, immediately, as if just the ground has separated, she snaps to attention and transforms from a cold, unreceptive to as if an electric spark has been jolted down her spine. Massive smile and feminine attraction signals turn on, i.e. animal eyes, animal eyes, that too, anime eyes, crossing of legs, playing with the hair, all the feminine signals you want to see. Simultaneously, he appears as if cold water has been dumped on his head. He's fumbling for his words, he's all over the shop. And just blasts out a sentence like a machine gun going, she keeps trying to get a head start, okay, we can cut us down. I'm like, what the fuck did you even just say? I think he tried to say, can you just give us a countdown, right? But that's how it came out. It was like, okay, sorry, she can try it. To which I said, yes, fuck yes, let's do it. Get to the line, get in line. They reset their positions and I yell out, on your marks, get set, go. And there it took off. Pretty evenly matched, I might add. Uh, she definitely had some wheels on her. She was actually very athletic. Um, so anyways, they're off. I resume my phone call with this girl, feeling like a real chief. Feeling like a real chief. Uh, in brackets, joke intended for those who get the reference. <laughs> and as they walked, as the couple, the girl and the guy walked back from their sprints, I yelled out, who won? And he replied saying, she won by 10 meters, to which she punched him in the arm. In bold, success. Note, they began walking much closer together and now looked each other in the eye when speaking. 
The interaction now resembled something much closer to a masculine to feminine polarity as opposed to their friends, not friends vibe that had going on before. Previously enduring or before. Pause that. Here's two questions for you. Number one, based on the social dynamics and not the environmental circumstances, which story had the 10-year-old and which story had the 18-year-old girl? Question two, what was the key ability featured in both stories that allowed for a correct balance of masculine to feminine energy? You'll likely need to reread these stories probably several times, and so I'm going to end this article here, but only to resume on Monday social Q&A. Okay, so there you go, my friends. That was the article from last week with two, two very, very good stories that feature both a balancing of masculine to feminine polarity, but also attraction and comfort, which is what the topic and title of is of today, amongst many other things. So there's two questions there. Number one, just to reiterate, based on the social dynamics, which I put in bold, in capitals, not on the environmental circumstances. I don't want you to get lost in the environment. I want you to get focused on what was happening socially between the two. This is how you will learn in your own interactions to, to ignite the key ability, which is part two. What was the key ability? What was the key ability featured in both stories that allowed the correct balancing of masculine and feminine energy? So if you look at the first story, my friends, and this is where class begins now. For those that are new to social Q&A, by the way, I've got to remember that, guys, this is not just a live session on YouTube. This is also a podcast. So I do have to also keep in mind, I'm constantly flipping back and forward between YouTube guys who are here live and also people listening in post. So... <clears throat> But for those of you that are live right now, this is where you need to kick up. It's where you need to dial in. I want your answers to those questions. If you're in the live chat right now, I want your answers to question number one, which was based on the social dynamics, which story, story one or story two, had the 10-year-old girl and which one had the 18-year-old girl? Give me, your, give me your answer to that. And then also question two, because that's uh, that, that to me is... Um, that's kind of like a starter question. That should get your minds thinking about, mm, okay. So there's this one interaction with this girl playing basketball and there's extreme dissipating of self and extreme dance and, and you know, time was being lost and flow was taking hold and cobra in the melody and the cup like in the water, water in a cup. And, and there's that. But then you've also got this interesting couple, which was more from a third perspective. So the first story was from first perspective. Second story was from third perspective. And in the first story, the masculine to feminine polarity was on point. The balance was on point. It was in story two that the energy had to be rebalanced, which I did for those two. Well, I helped them to do that for themselves. So that's why it's quite a good, that's why I love this, the way that this is starting, because this is going to teach you a lot. It's going to teach you a lot based on what went right in part one or story one and what went wrong in story two, and then how it was corrected. So, drop your answers in the chat. Which story had the 10-year-old? Which one had the 18-year-old? That's just a nice little starter to get your mind thinking. But then also the real crux of it is what, what was question two, what was the featured key ability that allowed for the correct balance of masculine and feminine polarity? Once we get past this class discussion here, we're not going to spend too long, because like I said, this is a university seminar today. It's part shoot, part seminar. This is like the shoot part of, this, of the podcast, but the seminar is the shit that I'm going to need to draw diagrams for. Some real, 
when we begin a season, a new season, I like to go very hard. And that's what we're going to do. So, make sure we're on the team. <laughs> actually, since I actually have done that, let me just tick that shit off. Here we go. That's it. That's done. Okay. So, who we got up in this chat? We got up in this chat. Okay. Don't want to be enslaving no hoes. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. So, the first response rose from Kakash. Okay, Nalu. Uh, coming in saying, number one, story number one is the 18-year-old girl, and story two is the 10-year-old girl. Interesting. Ski comes in saying, complete opposite, guessing that story number one had the 10-year-old, and story number two had the 18-year-old. Now, by the way, guys, by the way, by the way, by the way, for my young students in this class, it is not enough just to give me your direct answer. You must explain why. Because you could have selected the correct answer for the wrong reason or the wrong answer for the correct reason, which I do recall several social Q&As ago. No, I think it was only two SQ&As ago. It was big. It was big time how many guys chose the correct answer yet for the wrong reason. And there was like one or two guys that did the opposite, actually chose the wrong answer, but for the right reason. And in my mind, I would rather choose the wrong answer for the right reason than choose the right answer for the wrong reason. It's always about intent and reasoning behind it. So it's all well and good, Mr. Kakash and Mr. Ski, that you've come in with your guesses, but you must tell me why. Why? Just give me your idea. And for those that are new to this class style of tutelage, it's uh, be courageous. Be courageous with your answers. Don't, don't uh, like st- own your words. Stand behind your answers. Don't put question marks on the end of your answers. Put a full stop. It's okay if you're wrong. It's better if you're wrong because it means that you got something to learn and we'll get to learn, okay? It's something that young... I've noticed a lot of the younger guys in these chats uh, have a bit of a problem with is owning their words and owning their answers. It's okay to be wrong, okay? So explain why you've chosen, why you thought the 18-year-old was that story or the 10-year-old was that story. Because it'd be interesting to, to find out why you think that is. And by the way, guys, uh, for those that maybe didn't quite pick it up, I probably didn't explicitly state this at the beginning of the stories. Uh, they're all from my perspective. They're, they're not, um, those aren't stories sent in from people, which is how we normally do it. They're literally just experiences that I had last week. I had some experiences yesterday, though. I spent a lot of time this weekend at the beach. Anyways, let's move on. Maybe for another time. Anyways, okay. So, yeah. So, Kakash had said story one is the 18-year-old. Yeah. So, I'm waiting. Kakash, I'm waiting on you for you to explain why you think that is. Uh, Ski had come in saying, guessing story number one had the 10-year-old and story number two had the 18-year-old. Waiting for why that is. Uh, Johnny had come in saying story one equals the 10-year-old. Hasn't explained why. Ski saying, very confusing. Could be any. It's true. It's true. That's not a bad observation, Ski, is that it definitely could be it definitely could be any, which is why this is just a starter question. I'm not going to dive into the deep, deep psychological underpinnings of why this would be the 10-year-old or why this would be the 18-year-old. No, I just want to see what you guys thought. I want to see what kind of visualizations because as your instructor in this session, I like to be in your mind. I like to understand how your minds are thinking today and which will also help relegate the pace at which I teach you. Uh, Because if you guys are on the money from the get, I can maybe speed up a little bit. But if people are really far off, I can slow down. We've got time. This is going to be a long session. A long but engaging session. (laughs) Okay, so who we got next? 
Dan Loading One, I think I think it's Eric, <laughs> Mr. Dan, come in saying basketball was ten year old. And I'm guessing the key in basketball was both the guy taking action and in quotes escalating, end quotes, offering to rebound in brackets, and girl reciprocating, teach me how to get around defense. Hmm, interesting. He's the first one to elaborate, though. A little half-baked there, Dan Loading. A little half-baked. But I like where you're going. Um, we'll get back to that a little bit more. Might unpack that a little bit more. Johnny coming in saying, my reason is that the childlike purity of story one was the dynamics that I felt. Which is why Johnny said that story one had the 10-year-old. So Johnny's explained... Sorry about this fucking lid, guys. I can take this lid off. Uh, hang on. I've got twin cam bottles, by the way. That's how you know today's going to be a long session, a great session as well. I've got, I got double double Voss bottles, twin cam, son. Uh, so Johnny had just explained why story one he thought was 10-year-old, just because of the childlike purity of it. Okay. Ski then comes in saying, he explaining his reasons for why he thought, which is, he thought story one was 10-year-old, story two was 18-year-old. He feels that because I don't see young people running nowadays and usually won't see 10-year-olds together in that situation. Okay, so Ski, you're you're doing exactly what I asked you not to do. (laughs) Remember what I said in the article? I said, based on the social dynamics, not on the environmental circumstances. So Ski's logical reasoning there is very good logical reasoning. Totally makes sense. I totally agree. But that's not the point of this story. That's not the point of juxtaposing these stories. I'm not... Because yes, based on the environment, the environment on the situation, it is a little bit unlikely to see two 10-year-olds. Actually, no, not in my... It depends where you're from, actually. Around my area, if you live in an area of a lot of younger kids... It's not that rare to see two 10-year-olds out training together. It's actually pretty common at my park. I guess my park's a bit of a hub, so it depends where you're from. But anyways, all I'm saying, we're getting lost in the environment here. It's not about the environment. It's based on the social dynamics. What was happening between the two sprinting together? What was happening between me and the girl in the basketball? Hmm. That's what I want you to think about there. Okay? See, this is why, this is why, this is what, because what, that's exactly what I said before. Ski had chosen an answer uh, for a certain reason, yet it was based on not quite where we were going with it or not the point of it. So it's very interesting, very important to put your reasons for your answers. Uh, Dan Loading then comes in saying, he agrees with Johnny. I feel like basketball was childlike in the sense that there was little fear or conditioning playing into their moment where the race was imbalanced because the guy was conditioned. Okay, okay. Johnny coming in saying, I could say story two is the 18-year-old by process of elimination, but I feel it out. But if I feel it out, I'd say that the young guy gives me the impression of a lost younger guy just beginning his journey. I'd say that the young guy gives me the impression of a lost younger... Depends what you mean by young guy. What do you mean by young guy, Joe? Uh, Kakashi then coming in saying, my reasoning is because... The girl in story one had the ability to melt into the masculine... Okay, hang on. What did Kakashi say initially? Kakashi had initially said story one's the 18-year-old. That's right. So Kakashi is actually the opposite of most other guys in this chat, right? In this class right here. Uh, Kakashi said that story one he felt was the 18-year-old girl and story two was the 10-year-old girl. His reason for it being that 
He felt that the girl in story one had the ability to melt into the masculine frame and had the intent to give her a name and move the interaction forward. In story two, my reasoning is because there isn't much direct intent going on from either parties. Ah. Okay, and then Ski comes and says, Capital's up and way off. Okay, so Kakash, you you've you've actually you've done exactly what that's a good lesson for Ski. For Ski to learn from. Kakash has based his answer on the social dynamics of the two stories, not on the environment. Um, Johnny, you've been a little bit uh, not quite clear, at least in the part two. I'm clear on your part one when you're saying the story one's a 10-year-old and the reason why you just felt that was because of the childlike purity of the story, uh, which was the dynamics that you felt. So really interesting here. <clears throat> We're not going to spend too much more time on this uh, because it's not really the point of today. This was just a, an entree. This was just the starter uh, to get you guys thinking about uh, what is what is happening between the masculine and feminine when attraction and comfort is being initiated. And now this is because this is just question one. There was a question two, which was the key ability. Hang on to that for a second. I just want to tie this up. So I'll give you the answer now, which is that if you had said that story one was the 10-year-old girl, you're correct. If you had said that story two with the two sprinting was the 18-year-old girl, girl, you are correct. However, what's more important is your reasoning for thinking so. So if you had just gone based on the environment, way off. That's okay. Uh, For those that said, when Kakashi very interestingly said, his reason for thinking that, because Kakashi was technically wrong. He got the incorrect answer. Sorry, incorrect answer. He he selected an incorrect answer in which that he thought story one was actually the 18-year-old girl. But his reasoning for thinking so is on point. So... If you're in class with me here, I'm actually not going to fail you on that. I'm actually going to give you a straight pass for that because I wasn't necessarily looking for, and the reason for juxtaposing these stories is not to see uh, whether you got the 18, the, the numerical age correct. It was your reasoning for it. And if you had got the incorrect numerical age, but for the right reason, which is what you did, Mr. Kakashi, you got it for the right reason, just the wrong numbers around. What did Kakashi say? He said, my reasoning is because the girl in story one had the ability to melt into the masculine frame and had the intent to give her name and move the interaction forward, right? That, that, just, that right there, that's, that's sound thinking. That's sound thinking, which is why you could definitely think that that girl uh, would, would have been more the 18-year-old, especially the way I described it in that way. So, but if you had then, and then when you said in story two, my reasoning is because there isn't much direct intent going on from either parties, which is why I thought it was a 10-year-old 10-year-olds, definitely. And 10-year-olds, that's a, that's a also very logical reasoning. 10-year-olds are most likely not going to be communicating very good direct intent. So uh, for those of you, though, that there's a couple of you that tapped on, it was Johnny and Dan Loading that tapped on the child purity, which is why you thought story one had the 10-year-old. Also good thinking. Also uh, very logical in that sense. And definitely not, and correct, that if you go through that story, that's definitely one way of interpreting it. That there's just a lot of childlike purity and uh, a lot of, as I refer to as the child state, being engaged in that story. So, guys, that was just that's just a beginning question. There's, there's not much more to it other than that for that part one question. It's part two that is really going to segue us into the rest of this podcast. So don't get too caught up on whether you got the, the digits wrong. It's more about just what did you pay attention to? That's the point of that question. Did you pay attention to the balance of energy 
Or do you pay attention to something completely else? Everything else but that, essentially. Okay, so question two, though. That was only question one of the article. Question two was, what was the key ability featured that allowed for the balancing of masculine to feminine energy? So now that you know that in story one with the basketball and the rebounding, that that was a 10-year-old, but, and, and, and now you know that 18-year-old girl was in story two, why am I not asking, okay, this is, I don't actually need you to ask this question, but it's interesting though, which is, why am I not now segmenting it and putting all the focus on the 18-year-olds, the two that had the really poor balance between masculine and feminine energy and were just really far off and had to go help them? Why wouldn't I just use that as just single off, a single-off story? Why was it important that I put a ten-year-old, put the ten-year-old in there? That's just something, something interesting. Maybe some of you, maybe just just chuck as a bit of an Easter egg there for you guys, because this is quite important. But the actual question that I want you to specifically answer is, what was the key ability featured in both stories that allowed for a correct balancing of masculine and feminine energy? Notice that I'm not saying in just one of the stories, but in both of them. Because the key ability is present in both, regardless of whether she's 18 or 10. That's what makes it so damn interesting. That was, that's what makes it so much there. When GTO, great teacher, this goes up in here. There's so much there. So, so that's your next question. I now want you guys to do away with question one. We already know the answer. Question one, 10-year-old, it was me, one-on-one with the 10-year-old in the basketball. And... Story two was two 18-year-olds. Now, what was the key ability featured? What was the key ability featured? Now, listen, guys, I don't want you to uh, overthink this. It is, it is not something that you don't already know for most of the live viewers in this chat. It is not something that requires essay-length explanations. And I'm actually might not, because this is going to segue us. No, nah, we'll we reveal the answer. But it's going to segue us into the rest of this podcast because it is, in fact, how you stimulate attraction and comfort, which is why I wanted this story. Okay. Jay, Johnny Nguyen came up with the first one. I always say your full name. I just call you Jay. Jay came in saying, because there's no other Jays up in this chat, came in saying, the ability to read the energy in the first place is his answer to what was the key ability featured in both. So Jay says that the key ability featured in both, which allowed the balance of good energy between both masculine and feminine, was the ability to read the energy in the first place. He then goes on to say, important too, that is the ability to detach from any outcome or ego desires, which is what I assume was holding back the guy in story two from engaging with the feminine with him in that moment. So, Jay, where I'm a little bit, I'm going to have to follow you up on, which is when you say the ability to read the energy in the first place, what do you mean by that? When you say that the, because I I definitely understand what you mean mean by that in terms of my, the story one, the 10-year-old girl, but what do you mean about that? What is the ability to read the energy specifically in story two? I need a little bit more follow-up on that. I definitely understand what you mean about detachment from outcome or ego in story two, but in terms of the ability to read the energy in the first place, um, if you're saying that was the key ability to allow, are you saying that that my ability to read that it was off was the key to rebalancing it? Like um, you just need to be more specific there. Um, 
Who's next? Skeeton coming up and saying the ability to lead, maybe. Or the ability to see a scenario and see it as an opportunity. No, I'm way off. Again, Ski, I would I need you I want you to practice leaving off maybes and question marks at the end of your answers. Uh, it's okay to not know, but just give your best answer. This is what I always say to my clients when I'm coaching them. What's your best guess? Stand behind it. It's totally fine if you're wrong, because that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, okay? So it's okay. Just stand behind it. If you think that the ability to lead was the key ability featured, well, if you look at story one, there's definitely a correct leading going on between those two. We definitely know that leading has to be present for attraction and comfort to be there. So that's good. But then when you go on to say, or the ability to see a scenario and see it as an opportunity. Yeah, not quite. Not quite with that one. I mean, that's definitely a good skill to have, but it's not got much to do with the correct balancing of masculine to feminine energy. Remember, that's the focus here, my friend. The focus here is what was the key ability featured that allowed for the correct balance and balancing of masculine to feminine energy. That's what we're focused on here. You're, you're a bit closer with the leading. Still not the target, but you're, a bit, you're quite close. And that's still actually a part of it, actually. It's just not the, not the absolute bullseye, not the absolute apple. <clears throat> DM loading one comes in saying, uh, even if your name is not Eric, I'm just calling you Eric now because that name is, it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> says, hate giving half-baked answers. I'd say the ability to let go and just be with each other. Okay, okay, Eric, finish me off. Finish him. You might get a gold medal for this. When you say the ability to let go and just be with each other, how would we describe that in one nice little neat word? Just take me the full way. Take me the full way. What does it mean uh, if to let go and just be with each other? Just, this, it's, you can sum it up in one word. You're pretty much there. You've already just explained it. I just want you to hit it fucking on the nail of the head. You're, you're already like, you're, you're bashing right around it. You got the right hammer. Just nail the head. Bo, come on. Get it. Get it. Because you're the one who's actually given the reason. You've actually given the reason. Because again, you could have said, you can say the key word, but if you don't explain to me why it's the key word, it doesn't mean anything. But you've actually explained uh, to the class here what's actually going on. You ha- you've, got, you've got the correct answer, Eric. You've said that to let go and just be with each other. But, and that's, that's, a nice little, uh, that's a nice little subtitle. I just want you to hit the title and then beneath the title and subtitle, there will be a tremendous body, which is what we're going to dive into in this podcast. This is just the fucking lollipop, my friend. We're just getting lollipop in right now. There is a whole meal that is going to come after this. Okay, so then Ski, wait, no, Jay was the next person to come in saying, yes, I meant your ability to read them. Okay, my ability to read them. So you're right there, Jay, like I had to be present uh, enough to be able to read them and read that ability for sure. Uh, But just saying that I meant my ability to read them is not not quite, not quite there. Uh, Because, I mean, my ability to read them can also be, you could think about what does that mean? What is my ability to read them? Experience, pattern recognition. You know, there's there's a lot of things going on there. Too aloof is what I'm saying. Uh, Ski then comes in saying, yeah, but I don't want to seem like I know it when I don't. But then Ski, you're, you're just sitting on the fence. It's much better to be on one side of the fence or the other. Don't sit on the fence. 
And so I, this is like a, in, in, in class-like format, we never want people sitting on the fence and we never want people piggybacking. Piggybacking is when someone else gives an answer and then you just write off their answer. It's kind of like a waste of time. So no piggybacking and no fence sitting. Just select an answer. Or just say, I don't know. But this is, here's my best guess. You can always say, I don't know, but here's my best guess. But stand behind your best guess. Be confident in your ability to be wrong. Uh, because you want to be clear. That's really a, it's, it's like a self-defense mechanism. Because when you say, I don't want to seem like I know when I don't, hey, no one's thinking that, mate. No one's thinking that. All right. It's better if you get it wrong and just fall face, face foot in the dirt than being someone who sits on the fence and never falls either way. Because if you always sit on the fence, you never have a chance of getting it right. Because remember, you, you've been in enough live Q&As to know this, that there are a lot of guys that will give the correct answer, but they put a question mark on the end, which means that they're not confident in it. So I can't give them, it's not correct then. I think you know that. So Kakash then comes in saying, at 18, the soccer players were able to rebalance the energies after a little nudge from an outside force, which was your nudge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're just describing what happened, but you're not describing to me what the key ability that was featured was. So you're describing what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. That's my nudge allowed a rebalancing of the energies, but there's a key ability that allowed for that to happen. That actually wasn't really had anything to do with me. It had to happen between those two. I just gave them, I gave them a certain supply. Eric then comes saying, hi, it's Eric. Kakashi then saying the 10-year-old girl's key ability was being able to let go. Okay, so you're very close to Kakash. Yes, yes. It was her ability to let go, which means she was, and which means that I was. Just finish it off. And then Eric, uh, wait, 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 wait. Eric then comes in saying, being present. Yes, yes, there we go. All right, fuck yes, Eric. That's, wait, we had you were the person before that said yes. Oh, and you just beat Jay to it as well, but uh, Jay hadn't explained it though. So Jay then came in afterwards saying presence as well, but it was more about like anyone could have said presence, but I would have then grilled you on why it's presence. But if we go back up to uh, Eric's initial answer, which was this, I'd say the ability to let go and just be with each other, which means that the key featured ability that allowed for the correct balancing of masculine and feminine energy was presence. Yes, yes, Eric. When you put your two together, it just took you a little while. I've just, I've tied it together there. So that's gold medal for you, son. It took a little while to get there, but we got you there. That's good. <laughs> it brings a big smile on my face. Uh, because you put the correct reason first, and that is always what matters. Remember, right? We want the right reason, the right answer for the right reason. That's what we're looking for in these sessions. And it's okay if you get it wrong. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Okay, there's a Jay coming saying, Jinx, a DN loading one. Uh, well done. Dan Lodi saying, thanks, bro. What happened to Adam's multiple choice questions? These open-ended ones are making us think. Yeah, shit gets a little bit tougher, huh? Shit gets a little bit harder. What's going on out there? It's got out of there. Is that a big-ass big cloud? Is our lighting okay in here? It shouldn't be too bright. I think it's okay. Zeus is uh, having a time out there. Okay, so let's get back to it. Yeah, the lighting's all over the shop, whatever. So... Yeah, no more multiple choice. No, nah, we'll have multiple choice every now and again. But the reason is because, like I said, this these first two questions and this article that and the two stories with the 10-year-old girl and the 18-year-olds, all I was using that of was a, was a nice little raft, a nice little thinking structure to get you guys warmed up. 
that's just the warm up for this podcast. We're just at the beginning here. We're just at the beginning here as we go through this, as I'm checking off things on my list of things to do. Because now that you guys are primed, your minds are now primed for what we actually need to talk about here. Because remember, the title of this is how to stimulate attraction and comfort, a woman's attraction and comfort. That's a nice little clickbait title. It actually applies to all human beings. And it's also, it works in reverse as well. It's also what a woman needs to do in order to stimulate a man's attraction and comfort. It's the same thing. So my friends, if the key ability between the two that allow for correct balancing of masculine and feminine energy was presence, well then welcome to the session. Welcome to today's session. That's what it's about. Now, if you guys uh, haven't already, please drop a thumbs up on this video. Uh, Helps support the channel, helps you get sent out to the rest. We will get to open Q&A at a certain time, but we're really just about to dive into the actual podcast now. This is where now I like to I like to start things. Uh, I think it's good when I get you guys engaged from the beginning. Helps to get your minds uh, really dived into what we're about to go into. And then now I'm really just going to run. Now we're going to go into some hardcore principles. We're going to go into some real tactics. We're going to go into some real mindset here. Some real schooling. What we're about to go into. So just before we do take a break, uh, you probably want notes for this next section because on the stimulation of attraction and comfort, I always keep things simple. I always keep things simple. It has to be something that you can digest quite easily. However, if you are new to this, let me say this. If you are new to these terms of energy, presence, masculine and feminine energy, <clears throat> I'm going to be I'm going to do some diagrams to help you because if you're in the podcast right now, listening to these in words, it's if you've got a very visual mind like mine, you'll be okay. But for those that are not very visually minded, uh, it's going to help when I do these diagrams. So, so let's go. Hang on, just before we do, I've just seen someone drop someone in the chat here say, uh, Dear Eric, is that I got a guess for why you juxtapose the two together. I think it's because we have all had slash had the ability to be present, but maybe we unlearn the behavior through bad experiences. That's that's not actually the reason why, but it's a great it's a great way of thinking about it. Like you're, you're 100% on in terms of, it's true. Everything you said there is true. However, it's not actually the reason why I juxtapose those stories, which I guess I'll just say now before we do move on. The reason why I juxtapose those two stories is because <clears throat> time is or numerical age is a non-issue numerical age is not a predication of your ability to do this that actually the balance between masculine and feminine energy is something that we learn likely within the womb it's something that we come out pre-programmed with it's something that we know we know intrinsically what to do so to your point though of people unlearning the behavior through bad experiences it's not quite where my mind was going with it but you're on the money with that that's definitely what happens can happen for sure so putting that to the side the main reason why i want to juxtapose those two stories though is just because of how perfect they were how a 10 year old could was better able to access the present moment with me than an 18 year old and for all the various different reasons some of you have explained and more okay so let's begin this podcast right now let's begin this podcast right now so when we think about how to stimulate it's just, I'm sorry guys, let me just make sure because we're about to go on a run. I want to make sure that it's not, no, we're okay. It adjusts all right. We're going on a run now. So we think about how to stimulate attraction and comfort. A woman's attraction and comfort. You want to see a masculine to feminine interaction as a field of energy in which that when you two come together, primarily to connect. And how do we connect? Through an exchange of signals. Now, within this field of energy, it has to be powered by something. You guys have already found that out. Presence. 
The field of energy is powered by presence between a masculine and feminine when interacting together, which then allows for the communication of signals, critical signals, such as attraction and comfort. These signals of attraction and comfort cannot be communicated if a field of energy has not been erected for that to happen within. Now, when you look at that, when you look at that entire little setup right there that I've just given you as a visual, it's very straightforward. It's very simple to understand. Okay, so as long as I'm present, get into a space of a, with a woman, as long as I'm present, that will allow me to be able to communicate the signal of attraction and comfort. It's good. There shouldn't be too many questions about that. So where do things go wrong? Some of you that have been following this content for a little bit longer, I talk about the 50s. An interaction is not just one person, it's two, which means that there's two 50s, which means that the field has to be supplied and engaged by two. So you can very well have one partner that is supplying adamant energy, adamant suffice of presence. I'm going to draw this up later for you guys. Coming up. But then if one person breaks the field of energy, if one person's supply of presence is intercepted, well, then it's all for nothing. Then no signal can be communicated. Now, when you think about guys that, first off, there's some, definitely some mentalities I want to get to. And there's a few things we're going to get into here. I want to make sure I don't move it. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into tight and loose psychology affecting physiology. We're definitely going to get into the signal fidelity and also the freedom effect to make sure we don't forget these things. Because these those, those are all subjects on their own. We'll get to those in time. But this is kind of just the beginning of it here. Guys that really kind of fuck up, and not just guys, I shouldn't just say guys, girls as well, they fuck up the communication of attraction and comfort. What often happens is that they just get in their own way, right? That they cut off their supply of presence, which means the field goes down. And so that the partner can never really receive. And so some of you, let's take it full play now. So you might think, well, so does that mean that as long as I'm just present, that means that I will get the partner attracted and comfortable? No, no, Jeffrey. What it means is that you will allow the partner to receive the signal cleanly. When there's too much interference between, too much interference that's going on between you two and going on between your ability to stay present, a partner can never get a clear signal on you. You know, based on the partner's experience, based on their ability to read signals through, which comes through experience, of course, to be able to interpret signals comes through experience. And we all know how we get that experience. Maybe we'll dive into that a little bit later on. You know, that's all going to change. That's all going to be variables that are going to be different in every scenario. But one thing that always remains the same is that the field must be erected through presence in which that clear signals can be transmuted. And when those clear signals can be received, then the partner can make a true decision, which is why if you are actually able to erect a strong field of energy through presence, that the signal of attraction and comfort can be done very quickly. And that you want to think of download and upload rates. You want to think about a download and upload rate going on here, which is that every partner is going to be a little bit different as to how fast they're able to download and upload your signals coming back and forward between each other. But the more practiced, the more experienced you are at maintaining your supply of energy to the field, presence, the faster that exchange can happen. Which is why when you're out on a day two and you're far more experienced, what you realize is that the uh, day two is more from a cold approach experience. I was just thinking about it. I was on a date on Saturday 
just using just use that girl for example uh that was through an online so that wasn't a day two that was the mishmash of day one day two because we met through uh met through online app but attraction is done and over very quickly because i'm allowed i've allowed for the communication and for the signal to be transmuted at a very fast download and upload exchange rate very fast and what does that mean it means that when i was actually with her i was actually with her that when i spoke to her i actually spoke to her that there weren't so many interfering programs such as limiting beliefs negative self-perception uh, unserving egoic desires and attachments it goes on and on all of these programs can interfere with your ability to supply the field but if you have got a lot of practice a lot of practice at closing those programs down and maintaining the one required which is what that story at the beginning of this podcast is all about the key ability my friends what was it the key ability that allowed for the correct balancing of masculine and feminine energy was presence. That's the only program that needs to be opened, depending on your stage of the journey, asterisks, that only needs to be opened, even at whatever stage, even if you're at the beginning of your journey, it's the primary program. That's the program that your user interface should be engaging with the most. Now, as you're learning, there are training wheel programs that we will need to XE every now and again. There will need to be a little conscious focus on oh, neutral meeting point, make sure I nail that, uh, make sure isolation point, kiss over in the isolation point, okay, make sure I get that, uh, pull slash exit based on comfort levels, based on logistics, okay. So those are all little side programs. Those are those are little things that will need to be actioned for moments, moments within an interaction between the masculine and the feminine. However, it is not the primary. It is not what should be consuming the greatest amount of your RAM. Right, your most of your processing power in that interaction should be one program and one program only, which is the presence, the presence program, the presence field. And so, I want to draw this up for you guys. Here. I really want this to sink in because, because yeah, visually, if you're if you're more of a visual guy, this will just make a whole bunch of sense. So, I want you to think of this as step one. It's really only three stages, or kind of four, if I tag in the limiting beliefs. But let me hit you with step one here. Those of you on the podcast, I'm going to draw the shit up. So we got, actually, maybe if I do it backwards, can you guys see me? If I do it backwards here, can you guys see this? It's probably a bit bright though. I'll have to, yeah, it's probably a bit bright as you're watching me do this. But if I do this in reverse, nah, nah, because that won't work. I'll just do it like this. Okay, so what you got on the left here? Don't worry, guys. I'll show you this on the camera in a second. I'm just going to draw this up. So you got masculine, field of energy, feminine, Okay. So stage one, stage one, when you're looking at, and we just call this the field, <laughs> call this of the field. Okay. So what you're looking at here, my friends on this, uh, the, can you guys see that? Yeah, you can. It might be in reverse on the camera. Hopefully you can see it, but all you got right here in an interaction between the masculine and feminine energy, you want to see this interaction as just a field. That's what this represents right here. It's just the space, just the environment in which that our signals are eventually going to be communicated between. However, right now, this field has no power. There's nothing that allows for the signal to be communicated between the two. Okay? So, I would like to actually just do it on the same page, but then it's going to get too messy. So, I'll draw it up again here. Give me a sec. If you guys wouldn't believe, this actual, this actual art book that I'm using is from my year 12. From, uh, from year 12, or year 11 maybe, because I, I did design in... Um, 
in uh, year 11. Okay, so masculine, feminine, field. Okay, so now stage two. If we got the field, how do we power it? And this is the thing is a really good summary for you guys to see here is that the power supply. Big old box. Big old box between you two right here. Make sure the camera autocorrects. There we go. So you've got a big old box right here. P. Now, both of you, I said this before, both of you must have connection to the power supply. If one goes down, and we'll show you this up in a sec, I'll do that maybe a little bit later on, but both must be connected. When the connection goes up, now you have a field. Now you have a truly connected field in which that finally signals can be communicated. And that's what I'm talking about, Jerry. It's all signals. And actually, I'm, it's good that I drew this on separate pages because I'm going to come back to this page to show you what happens when a field goes down, which is actually what happens to most guys. When most guys fuck up on a date, what they fucked up was their energy supply, which is what I kind of got into a little bit before. So then finally, that was stage 10, yeah, I think so. Okay, so then finally, in terms of just the system, in terms of how you want to wrap your head around this, You've got your field, you've got your power supply, both are connected too. Fantastic. And the final thing is just signal communication. And that's when we talked about download slash upload rate, which I'll put down here in D slash upload. D slash upload. And just flipping it back here for you guys on it. Now that you have everything together, fields in, power supply is connected, which is what? Which is what? Presence. Presence. That's how this field gets ignited between the two, through presence. Through presence, though, we can stimulate attraction and comfort. Make sure I get that right for you guys. Hang on. All I'm doing here on the podcast, guys, is just drawing signals across and signals down. And that's all it is. And you can just call this A and C. Not DC. A and C. Just attraction and comfort. And that's how... Think really simply, really simply, you can get your head around how someone becomes attracted, attracted, how someone becomes comfortable with the other and how, where issues come in. And this is where I want to go back before. We're going to step back to power two, uh, to the diagram two here, which is, and I can start to build on this one, which is that this is where the issues come in. This is kind of step four I mentioned before. It's really three steps, but step four, which is, well, what causes this to go down? What causes this to fail? Well, in the energy supply, for those of you that are looking up on YouTube right here, you got the man and you got his connection to presence. Let's chuck a couple of X's in there. Let's chuck a couple. Of, now, it's not just the man, the feminine can have this as well. But you chuck a couple of X's in there, right? All of a sudden, split. Your energy goes down. Your field goes down. In which that, if signals were being communicated quite effectively, Blocked. How can a woman become attracted or comfortable with you if she isn't even able to receive a strong signal? If she can't even read from you, what, what is attractive about him? What is making me feel comfortable about him? What are the masculine principles that he acts upon, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we go through, we can go in, you can then go into the micro tactics of eye contact, right? Intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe, all the micros of your 50. That's what is being transmuted in attraction and comfort signals. Those are all the micros of that. But if your field goes down, gets blocked, because you don't have a connection to the supply, aka presence, it's, it's almost like not even worth going through the interaction at that point in terms of a sexual progression. 
sexual progression can't happen past that point because nothing's being communicated between the two. So I mentioned before, what are these X's? What are these X's? Put it right here. LB, limiting beliefs. NP, negative perceptions. All right? We'll go with an EA there. Egoic attachments. All of these things, what do they look like? Oh, fuck. Shit, I haven't been with someone in five years. I haven't had sex in five years. What if I can't perform? What if I can't do right? Oh, it's my first day in a long time. Oh, she's too good for me. She's probably too good for me. She's probably way out of my league. Uh, actually, you know, and then from the reverse, from the feminine perspective, what if he hurts me? Because by the way, I'm just painting this from the man's perspective. All of this can apply on the females. I've been out on many dates with girls in which that my power supply was fine. I only had one program open. There was no X's in my source, but the girl had tons. The girl had tons. She had her own X's. She had her own X's. What's a female's X look like? What if this guy hurts me? What if this guy hurts me again? Can I really trust this? Should I even allow myself to trust this guy? What if I'm not good enough for him? Right? What, what if he doesn't find me attractive? Limiting beliefs, negative self-perceptions. And from a guy's perspective, we didn't touch on the EAs. What's an example of an EA? What's an example of an EA? An egoic attachment. Oh, shit. I need the sex. I need to get validated from her. I need to show my friends that I'm a badass. I, need, I can't go home to my, my friends and say that I didn't at least kiss her. I didn't at least get on a, another day with her. Or if I didn't get to sexual intimacy with her, I can't do that. You know, I've got to fucking got to fucking manipulate and, you know, do all these things, all these weird gamey pick up things to try and, as Salvador had said earlier in this chat, uh, to try and enslave these hoes. <laughs> right? So hopefully that diagram situation there helps you guys really get your minds wrapped around what's happening between the masculine and feminine energy. You think of it as a field, field supplied, by a certain power, such as presence, and that is not just such as, that is the only thing it's powered by. And when the field goes up, when there is a, and this is the other thing, my friends, with the download upload rate, for those of you up in this chat right here, unless you've got an ungodly, un, in, in, unfathomable download upload speeds, it's going to take you a little while to get that file across. If you got a hundred, if you got a hundred MB down, if you down here in the show, you got a hundred down, thirty up. That's amazing speeds. That's what I've got up. It's really shit compared to the rest of the world. But for us, it's amazing, which means that I can download a two point five gigabyte file movie in about 10, 15 minutes, something like that. But if at anywhere along the way my speed slows down, my speed gets interrupted, my speed gets interrupted, my connection gets interrupted. Well, it's going to take a lot longer for that file to get. Keep painting my pad with this pen. <laughs> Look like a blackhead. Uh, for that, it's going to take a lot longer for that file to finally get downloaded. Now, what's that file? The signals. If you are constantly intercepting your your present connection between you and this woman, how can she ever receive a clear definition of yes, I'm attracted, yes, I'm comfortable with him? If you're constantly dipping in and out. Okay, so one moment I'm present with her, I'm really there over, I'm in her eyes. I'm in her heart. We're breathing together. It's fantastic. But then all of a sudden, I just start hitting myself with these limiting beliefs. Start hitting myself with all this gamey pickup shit. Right? You, you, you get into that mind. You get into the thinking mind. And if you're all wrapped up in that, well, then that severs the connection. Puts a wall in between the connection. And now the download and the upload, the exchange between you two can no longer happen. So I said before that attraction and comfort can be established very quickly. The stimulation of it and communication of it can be done very quickly. 
Only if, though, you maintain the field in which that, that signal and file can be communicated between. It's actually very simple. It's actually very simple, but very hard to apply. Show me hard to apply. It was a girl on Saturday. Shout out to Ali Chung. <laughs> She's uh, listening or watching to this. Okay. Uh, she did a fantastic job of being able to maintain her own energy and her own supply to the field. We had a great time right there. And actually, it didn't take very long. You know, but what I did and what's... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're definitely going to get into the signal fidelity and the freedom. Oh, it's just about to go into the freedom effect story. Okay, I'm going to take a pause because now I'm going to allow for questions. If any of you have any questions on what I refer to as the presence field, the way that I describe the interaction between masculine and feminine energy in terms of signal communication, if you have any questions on this, it seems so bright in here, go ahead and chuck them in the chat right now. Oh, hopefully that's better. Yeah, that's way better. That's super bright. If you guys have any questions, we're just going to take a pause. I'm just going to dive into the chat here and address some of you guys. Uh, also, if you haven't already, hit the thumbs up on this video. If you're enjoying this content, help support the channel. And uh, it's much appreciated. But if there are any questions right now, I'm going to take a pause on the uh, field of presence, the presence field, and what happens between that. Go ahead and do that. We're going to move to the next section of tight and loose physiology to psychology. We're going to get into that, which is going to be a little more tactical, going to be a little bit more... Uh, a little more real worldy. Let me a little more real worldy. But if you guys have any questions, now the time to ask on that specific thing. So Jay came in next saying, I was never as wise as the day I was born. Lao Tzu. Yeah, for sure. I think he was just going off uh, uh, de-unloading there of Eric in terms of the unlearning of the bad behaviors and just, yeah, the juxtaposing of those stories. Hmm. It's a good one. I don't mind that quote. I was never as wise as the day I was born. Classic Lao Tzu. Uh, as translated by Wayne Dyer. Goes on, Jay goes on to say. Kakashi then comes in saying, I am imagining two charged particles interacting with each other. Lol. I think I'm tracking so far, though. <laughs> uh, he then goes on saying, oh, the, the Nunen Miso? He says, correction, the Munen Muso. Why does that sound familiar? Why does Munen Muso sound familiar? What does that mean, Kakashi? I feel like I've heard that many times before. What does that even mean? Hold on, I'm going to search that. Munin. Munin Musa. I'm just, just Googling this term. Okay, I'm getting a whole bunch of karate schools, that martial arts schools called Munin Musa. Uh, I'm not going to spend too long on this. I just want to see because it sounds like I've heard it before. Oh, that's right. Okay, so literally no mind, no thought. Munen Muso is a con concept transmitted through esoteric Buddhist teaching in Sanskrit. I've heard that I've heard the Munen Muso before. No mind, no thought. That's good. That's good. I like that. I didn't know that's what it meant though. I've definitely heard the term before. It must have been dropped in some 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 piece of film I've seen. Uh, thank you for bringing that up though, Kakashi. That was good. So when you say no mind, no thought, yeah. Are you, are you saying that in reference to presence? I'm not sure why you mentioned that. Eric then comes in to say, that presence field is helpful. Are there situations where interference comes from outside the two people and how do you deal with it? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Great follow-up question, Eric. Yes, because Eric has brought in a very real uh, third... 
What Eric's actually talking about there is more to do with the initial interaction and not the date. That field I just, or that representation that I just gave you on the field of power, uh, field of presence, that was more in mind visually of when you two are at the garden together, when you're on the beach together. It's when you guys have finally entered isolation. But to your question of, are there situations where interference comes from the outside, outside of the two people, and how do you deal with it? That speaks to, that speaks to getting amogged. That speaks, that speaks to getting outfit. That speaks to uh, being up in the club, being up in the bar. Very rarely in the day happens. It happens to happen. Maybe happen two times, maybe in the day to be very rare though. Uh, in which that someone will actually try and interfere with your field of energy together. Uh, the girl's friends at the bar, the girl's friends at the club. So yes, Eric, you're on the money. You're on the money if you're referring to the initial interaction. There are many variables that can interfere with your field of energy together and the field of presence together. But if you mean from, are you more specifically referring to the date? Is that what you would like advice on? Because you said how to deal with it. Because I can go all day on, on. Well, it depends on the scenario. It depends on the scenario that you're talking about. You need to give me a specific scenario as to when, what type of interference is happening. Is it a random, is it you just met a girl at a bar and a guy comes in? Is it you're on the street with a girl and her friends come up? Is it you're on the date though, which is what this was about. You're on the date in intimacy, in isolation together, part two. Uh, key two for my beginners on how to how to guide day twos. You're in isolation down at the Lotus Pond, which is exactly where I was last Saturday. Exactly underneath that giant tree. Exactly, and then maybe there are other people in the garden. Maybe there's uh, some loud people coming next to you. Maybe there's some people on the bench. That happened actually happened uh, on Saturday, and uh, kind of distracts the girl. Maybe some shit goes down. Maybe an animal enters the scene, or maybe. Uh, Maybe she gets a phone call. Maybe that interrupts. Is that what you're talking about? Give me some specifics and I can dive in a little bit better for that for you. But you get what I'm saying. Kakashi then saying, I know you mentioned it before in a past video. The Mune Muso. Yeah, I feel like I've even said those words before. But it would have been a long time ago. It hasn't been recently, Kakashi. No thought, no mind. Oh, too many mind. Too many mind, no mind. It's from Last Samurai. Uh, who comes in next? And then uh, Kakashi had said that, yes, that was in reference to presence. Jay comes in saying, I think an interesting application of being hooked in with a solid download slash upload speed gives you more time if you're processing speed in a scenario in which there are external factors outside of the two. Okay, there were no commas in that, Jay, so I don't know what is emphasized. I think an interesting application of being hooked in with a solid download upload speed gives you more time if you're processing speed in a scenario in which there are external factors outside of the zoo. I literally don't know what you're saying. I don't know what that means. I get the topic you're on, but in terms of the way it's phrased, I just don't know what you're saying. Um, please refine. Please clear, clarify. Eric then comes in saying, I was talking about the initial but also on a date. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the initial. I've had a situation where it's happened in both or a friend's come in and mess it up. Okay, so yeah, okay. So we can you can go with both examples. I'll just like the principle generally applies in terms of if you've got the field. 
Let me give, let me give you one that's not messed up. Okay, so part three here wasn't messed up. Let me show you guys can see this. <laughs> it wasn't messed up of all my drawings. So we got a clean field right here. We got a clean field in which that attraction and comfort signals, which of course come through intent, eyes, vocal, body language, vibe, all of these things. All those have been signified and communicated very easily between you two because there's great power supply presence is there between you two. Let's take this example though of that. Let's say you're at a bar, you're up on the balcony, you're with a girl and one of her friends comes in. If any, anyone that comes in, okay. When an external source comes in to try and penetrate, now it shouldn't be coming from your side. If it's coming from your side, that's... Uh, that's just like, for example, that's happened a few times. You know, where one of your mates gets a bit drunk and he crashes your set. Yeah, it shouldn't be happening. But if it does, you know, it's like politely usher him to the side or politely in his ear say, hey, mate, can you fuck off? Right? You're, you're fucking this up. Okay. Uh, I've had that. We've actually done a whole podcast of that once where I was literally just about, me and this girl were about to hop in a cab together. But one of Roy's friends, I call him Marshmallow came in and just fucked the setup. Absolutely fucked it up. Uh, anyways, that's for another time. All I'm saying is that the reason why I put the X off to the left here is because I've got the feminine on this side. Most likely an interruption, whether it be on a date or more specifically on an initial, is going to come from her side. It's going to be her friends. It's going to be, I call this X, the friends. Or it's going to be another X of another male. Another male, but... He's not interested in you, right? He's interested in her. The reason why he's trying to break this field is because he's interested in her. So that's why I put it off to the side there. Now, when this happens, how much time, how much time have you guys had to be able to signify, uh, to cement, to cement the communication between each other that attraction and comfort is there? It's really predicated on that because hmm, I was going to mention this story before. Actually, I'll park that. I'll park that. There's something I want to get back to about what happens to people on boot camp. What happens to people on boot camp? Why that on their 40th to 50th approach, why is it that attraction and comfort is communicated so much better than approaches 1 to 10 or 1 to 20? It's really interesting what happens there. That's, I just want to, I know it's not relevant to what we're talking about now, but I want to get back to that because that's a good one. But in this scenario, when you've got interfering forces coming in, a girl's friends or some other guy that neither of you know, but he's interested in her, Right, based on how strong the field is, which is predicated on how much time you spend together, in asterisks in true communication, in which the signals are communicated, that's going to really dictate what happens here. If you guys are at the beginning of an interaction and there's barely a connection established, it's so weak, it's so loose, I wouldn't put much energy into trying re to reconnect. Or, listen, my principles behind handling uh, people who are aggressive or people who are intentionally trying to mess your interaction up, whether it be, they're just thinking of a guy, girls can do that as well, girls' friends can do that as well, whether, whether it's intentional or not, there has to be a certain level of strength in the connection between us to make me want to actually invest my time in reconnecting. Because this is not a moving picture. But what you want to imagine, I'm just drawing lines through her side now. Her field goes down. Her field goes down. It shouldn't affect yours though. This is a really good point for some of my newbies, for some of my beginners. When interfering forces come in to interrupt your field of presence between you and this girl, 
What does that say about your ability to supply the field of energy? Okay, what I know that you know the answer to that, but what happens to most guys? What happens to most guys? What happens to most guys is that when you get I'm doing this in reverse, when you get an interfering force coming in from the feminine side, most guys allow their field to crash. That should be squiggle lines on his. That should be squiggle lines all up in there. Right? That's what most guys allow for. Because they get rocked. What does that mean? They get rocked. That when a guy comes in and you're having a, a time with this girl, whether you're 10 seconds in or 10 minutes in or 10 or an hour in, and another guy comes in and it's so obvious that he's trying to, he's trying to, uh, he's trying to leapfrog or he's trying to, what was that? He's, um, what was that term that I used to, I used to use this term with Roy all the time. Not leapfrog, uh, not bungee jump. What was it? Uh, it will come back to me. It will come back to me, but there's a, there's a term for it. Um, I can fucking see the apparatus in my mind as well. Oh, I can't remember. It's a gymnastics apparatus that you use to get over something. Oh, fuck, I can't remember it. But anyways, anyways, whenever someone tries to interrupt that interaction, right, it's your ability, just because her field gets interrupted, and this is where I'm going to bring this in for you, Eric, is that just because her field gets interrupted, which is what's happened there, that doesn't mean that you allow yours to. So when you're asking me how to deal with interfering forces, number one, the first thing that comes to my mind if a guy walks into an interaction that I'm already having with a girl or her friends come in is I don't, I'm not concerned with removing the, these forces. So I'm just allowing for the camera because it's bright white. I'm not concerned. What do most guys do? Eric, what do most guys do when an interfering force comes in, be it the girl or a guy? They react. They get inflamed as I described in How to Deal with AMOG's podcast. They get inflamed. If a guy comes in, guy comes in and he leans on your shoulder, Eric. Leans on your shoulder. Imagine, imagine this is you right here. He leans on your shoulder and he goes, oh, is this, is this guy trying to pick you up? Is this guy trying to pick you up? This guy's trying to pick you up. Look at this little guy. Right, he tries to like, he's trying to, he's been an absolute dick. Been an absolute dick. What do most guys do? They're like, hey, hey, right? Who do you think you are? Or, Get the fuck off me, man. And that's when fights can happen as well. And uh, Or if it's not actively like that, it can be a passive way of fighting back to him. But basically, reaction. because And what's happening there is that you're giving him what he wants. He wants to inflame you. He wants, he wants you, he wants you to crash your field. Right? That's, it's not so much like, yes, he's into, he's, his entry point was her field. Right? That's the reason why he's come in. But the intent for him coming in is because he needs to get rid of you. And the way that he gets rid of you is if you react. The way that he gets rid of you is if you react because you become inflamed and then show that you're insecurity. You show your insecurities. You show your uh, non-centeredness, non-groundedness. You show that you weren't really who you portrayed yourself to be. Your frame was weak. Your field was weak. Okay? So if a guy does or if a girl does come in and challenge you, like I did right there, challenges you, whether they're being very active about it, being very aggressive about it. Sometimes they're not as aggressive about it though. Some guys can be a bit more subtle about it and they might just come over and they might try and just pretend to be really good friends to begin with. They might come in and say, oh, hey, you, you guys look like you're having a good time. You guys are having a good time. Do you mind? Yeah, my, name, my name's Steve. My name's Steve. And it's like, all right, hey, Steve, what's going on? And then all of a sudden he starts trying to qualify. It's like, now you, you, look, like, you look like you're from fucking Romania, aren't you? And like, hang on a second. I thought this guy was just here to be friends, but now he's qualifying. Hey, wait, 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 wait. So they can be subtle about it as well. But 
So what would, be, what would a reaction be? What would a reaction be in that point if you see a guy doing it more subtly? Is if all of a sudden you turn the heat up. If all of a sudden you go, hang on a second, this guy's trying to crash my field. He's interfered. So a reacting inflamed way of going about that would be to try and compete with him. One of my clients really messed this up once and I actually had, I got to break down the infield recording for this. He uh, lived across the world at the time. Still does. I think he knows who he is if he's watching this. And, and so he reacted. He reacted to, oh, actually, no, no, no that client uh, got defeated because there's two responses to interfering forces, Eric. You either get inflamed or you get defeated. Neither's good, right? So inflamed being that oh, I'm going to compete with him now. I'm either going to fight him or I'm going to fight with him to get her, right? That's the, com- the competition mentality in which that now you've done exactly what he wanted. So even if you, even if you do go into, uh, even if you do not necessarily get into a fight with him, but you now start fighting with him to compete for the girl, your field's crashed. Sig- imagine signal lines through here. Signal lines through here, your field gets crashed. Why? Because you're not present anymore. You're more focused on competing with him to get her than just being with her. So presence is crashed. What the principle is here, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a lot of very specific micros, but what's the principle here? What's the principle? The principle is that, and you can apply it to all these scenarios, is that one thing is key. What is it, my friends? Up in this chat. What's the key principle? What's the key principle? That allows you to maintain your field. Drop it up in the chat if you got the answer. I'm going to move on, but just drop it up. Because it should be really like super obvious, very clear. It is actually. It's not only is it super obvious, it's super dark in here. Guess. It's super overcast outside. Okay. So I now I just want to really brief briefly mention here before as well the not just inflamed response uh, reaction, but also the defeated reaction. That's what my client did when he was in the day, and two guys came up to him when he was in a mall. This is in Vegas, in a mall with uh, with a girl. Typical direct intent interaction, and these two guys come up and started uh, going hard, like hard amogging. Right, he's going. Is this guy trying to pick you up? Is this guy doing pick? Hey, do you know about day game? Are you doing day game? Right, just be dicks about it. And and what my client did was that he got defeated. He just gave up, and the girl started becoming more attracted to them, not because they were doing anything special, but because he gave up. So getting defeated is also not the correct answer. There's only one correct answer. Eric, there's only one correct answer, and it's this at the bottom. This one right here. Anytime an external force attempts to interfere with the field of presence that you guys have with each other, maintain your presence. Because they can only crash one. You don't have control over her getting crashed. You don't have control over her. You can't tell her, do anything to make her go, okay, excuse me, you need to leave, right? Some girls will do that if you have a strong enough connection, but you can't bank on that. You can't just hope that's going to happen. You can't hope that she's going to remove the interference. You can't hope that she's going to reestablish her connection to the presence field. But what you can do is bank on you. You're 50, which means that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, best friend comes in, tries to pull her away. Some random douchebag from across the bar tries to hit on her while you're with her, etc., etc. Okay? 
that should say nothing for your ability to maintain supply to the field. If you can maintain supply, get keep that clean connection. That's why in this particular diagram here, I've kept that clean. I haven't been putting X's in it. But if you go back to, you go back to part two right here, you get all those X's, which interfere your ability to be present or you lose. You already lost because you gave him what he wanted and you gave her what she didn't want. She, this is the thing. Anytime this has happened to me out in a bar, uh, it's never happened so aggressively during the day. It's happened passively during the day a couple of times, but very aggressively at night, which I'll use that example. Much more aggressively, which is... Anytime it happens, I neither get inflamed nor defeated. What do I do? I just respond presently. I respond presently. Not reacting, but responding. And this is what I wanted to talk about before. Uh, I've got a few other key things we want to talk about. When we talk about psychology and physiology and the, the reciprocal symbiotic nature between the two, we'll, actually, that's going to be a good segue into this. We'll get into that in a second. Tight and loose uh, physiology and psychology. Psychology and physiology. My response is always just that, present response. If a guy tries to come in and tries to lean on my shoulder, pat him, rough, rough my little head, and go, look at this little guy. He's like, let's take an aggressive form. You know, look at this guy. Is this guy trying to pick you up? Is this guy trying to pick you up? Is this guy, is this guy annoying you? Is this guy in your way? You know, et cetera. It's just so douchey. Right? My response is always this. Just. I was just staring straight in the eyes. Not aggressively. I'm not going to raise my eyebrows. I'm just going to, whatever programs were about to be unleashed from my side that would intercept my ability to be present, when I look at him in the eyes and I allow myself to just breathe, that's a closing down of those programs, which allows me to maintain what? <whistles> presence. So my response to him is always a response of presence. Not because I think that's going to calm him down or stop him from doing what he's trying to do. I don't care what he's doing. It, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. The reason why I respond to presence is because I need to maintain my own field. Because that's not what he wants. That is what, that's the fire he wants. He wants me to break presence, get inflamed, react, or get defeated. One of the two. Either or, though, it's breaking a presence. That's what he wants. Simultaneously, what she doesn't want is to see me do that very thing. She doesn't, she wants, what does she want? She wants to see me maintain the connection. She wants to see, okay, how does it, because a girl loves this. Don't get me wrong, Eric. Don't get it wrong, Eric. A girl fucking loves to see a battle between two masculine energies. Girls may not admit it. Ah, they should though. Get a, get a couple of rosés in and they'll admit it, which is that they love to watch two guys go at it. Not just obviously physically as well, but uh, psychologically. What's going on here? What's going on? They love to see two guys in a social uh, situation go at it and see who wins. It's so evolutionary. It's so evolutionary because it basically determines which one's going to be a more suitable mate, which, which one's going to be more uh, enticing sexual interest for me, which one has a stronger frame, okay? Who maintains the frame? A girl loves to see that. A girl loves to see that. I mentioned this before, my friends, which is that when I was in high school, I was 16 years old, and we had Fight Club on the back oval, and girls from every year would come out 
Every year level would come out just to watch us. We weren't even head striking. It was just grappling. But girls would come out uh, purely just to see who was going to win, right? They, didn't, they, were, they, were, they didn't give a shit about a double leg takedown or a rear naked choke or an armbar or a fucking Romanian side sweep. They don't care about that. They don't care about the techniques. They just want to see who wins. They want to see which guy is going to fucking win. And that's a real physical sense, but it's also very psychological, isn't it? Because then it, it, it signifies to them who has strength. And it's very interesting. I'm parked up going back to this example here. So when you're faced with external forces, taking the a, a male AMO, or you're taking a female friend that's just having a shit night, respond with presence always. Why? Closes down your programs of reactivity. You know, getting angry, getting defeated, closes them down. Just intercept it with presence. Clear the signal. When that happens, what's next though? So what do you say? Okay, okay that's great. So I get get my presence in that 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 deals that deals with him but how do i progress this now do i do i go to her now do i try and talk to him but, but do i befriend him no 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 all right he he is like a fire starter that that needs ignition but he can't ignite himself a matchstick cannot ignite itself it requires friction it requires something else so we don't need to give him anything i'll go straight back to her once i give him that presence he comes and say hey it's just like, oh, are you trying to pick up this girl? Is this girl? Is this guy annoying you? And I respond with just presence, just breathe. Go back to her. Okay, so what were we talking about? Oh yeah, you would, you were mentioning how you just got back from London. Yeah, so tell me about that. Whew. Presence is maintained. Back to the intent and purpose of this interaction, which is the connection, the field of presence between me and her. Now it's going to be very obvious what's happening here, because it now. You're taking control back of the frame. Eric, how many people, how many people in a dance? Two. How many people can lead? One. How many people can follow? One. If you're not leading, you're following. If you're not following, you're leading. So if I take lead back, ball's now on him. Impetus is on him. Is he going to attempt to take lead back? Or is he going to get into follow mode and get defeated as well? Now the story plays on. But now it's just principles apply. Now it's just principles applied. But you know what happens to most guys? Or interferences in general? Do you know what happens to most interferences when you show them that you're not willing to react and that they're going to get no power? They're going to get no love from this. They look like idiots. They were banking. They were. They put all their bets on that you were going to react. Hence, into followership. Hence, into unattractive, uh, not weak, weakness. But... But because what they were doing was not a show of great masculine energy and great attractive qualities. Actually, what they were doing, if it was a man example, was actually a really dick move to come in and try and interrupt this interaction. But that gets ignored if you react. She doesn't, you know, she might register for a second, but then she goes, but hang on, but the guy I'm with right now is just reacting. Now he looks even weaker. So the weakest person loses. That's what happens. But if you stay strong... Now the spotlight gets put back on him because you showed how strong you were. And now someone's saying, hey, this guy's a real dick. So what happens in that situation is that most of them back down. They either back down and they either leave or they get very submissive and just want to try and hang off like little flies. If that happens, just move. Move the girl, say, hey, grab a hand. Let's go. We're going over here. Adventure time. Let's go. All right. And then that's it. And then that's done. Now, there's only one other scenario that may happen at night, which is that an actual fight would, might start out because some guys then take a very 
personally, the fact that they look like absolute idiots and they want to start an actual fight. Hopefully you're not going to the type of bars where that's going to be a regular thing, but it, it can happen. But if it does happen, in terms of the social dynamics, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> it's actually a good thing if he was to try and start a fight because, again, that just shows his weakness. He wasn't strong enough to battle psychologically, so now he has to uh, reduce himself back to caveman land, which is, uh, you know, that's fine if you're in the if you're in the octagon, but we're not in the octagon. We're in a classy bar right here. Uh, it's weakness to resort to physical violence in a situation like that. Because you weren't smart enough, you weren't schooled enough on social dynamics to be able to cr- choose the correct play. It was never the correct play anyway to try and interfere the interaction, you know what I'm saying? So... Anyways, this has been a nice little side side off into uh, how to handle these interferences. I hope that helps you, Eric. Same principles apply in the date, by the way. Interference comes in on a date. Same thing, respond to presence. Uh, for example, for example. When I was on this day on Saturday, we were meditating under the tree in front of the lotus pond. That's legit, actually. I'm not even making that shit up. That's exactly what we're doing. And uh, it's a giant tree. And, you know, I was like lying down on my on my side and she was like kind of sitting up a little bit and we're talking. It was after doing midst of meditation. And then a bird took a shit on my hand. There's a bit of interference. Like that's something that's a little bit unexpected. Uh, it wasn't like a huge like magpie shit. It was just like a little drop. More like, yeah, there's like a tiny, like maybe like a, it's like tiny, like like a pen drop on my hand. And she goes, hey, there's something on your hand. And I'm like, when I responded, like I didn't react. I didn't go. I didn't try and like brush it off really quick. I didn't try and like preserve my coolness. Right? It's like I literally just like took a moment to just breathe it in. I was like, I was like, that's not a bird shit. You know what that is? And she's like, what? The tree just took a shit on me. And she just broke out. She just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, what? Well, you don't think trees can't take shits? We gotta go, 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 go somewhere, right? And so we both we turned it into a funny situation, into a joke. But the only reason why that signal of attraction and comfort between us can come out and can come out so real and funny is because I was present. I responded with presence. I didn't try and react to it. This principle actually applies in all of life. Well, you can, you can see this applying in many different scenarios. All scenarios, really. So, so here we go. We, because we went off on that side tangent, we haven't even got into three of the, of the core requisites of understanding attraction. And comfort. I've got three of them to go here. So we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. And I'm going to address some of you guys in the chat. And get some water in. But thank you for a great question there, uh, Eric. Because that was a really nice third perspective on the field of presence. So. What we got next up in here? For those of you up in this chat right now. If you're enjoying this content. Just forget. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Uh, on this video. Help support the video. Help support the channel. And uh, yeah, we'll get to open Q&A in good time. But remember, this is a seminar, so we're going deep. We're going real deep. Okay, who's next? Who's up in this? Oi, oi, you guys got it. Hang on, I've seen some springboards up in here. I can't believe you guys remember the reference, and I didn't. (laughs) That's some deep shit. Okay, here we go. Jay came in saying people just vibing. If you need time to reconfigure, then you have it because you're already linked with her more and less. Oh, okay. So that's what Jay meant in terms of speed. In terms of when we're talking about the exchange rate of download and upload speed. Yeah, if you're more, definitely Jay, if you're more hooked in, 
uh, with a girl. And that's actually really interesting you said that way because I actually explained it to Eric, which is I'm saying stronger the connection. Oh, that's the final thing I didn't wrap up there for you, Eric, which is that if if like my response is never to try and reestablish her part of the field, it's always to maintain my part of the field because that by default allows her to reconnect. But I'm never going to do anything active to try and get her to reconnect. I, I, I'm always just going to maintain my 50 and if she crashes, she crashes. Let her crash. Right? On a date, girls should crash regularly. Right? They, they should crash regularly. When you go to kiss a girl for the first time and you go through those first few motions of kissing her and then you separate, because that's principles, don't want to overcook it, right? One Punch Man Theory, go to uh, Secret to Amazing Dates. Was that in Secret to Amazing Dates or is that the key to, or is that key to day threes? What, we, there's three key dates, date podcasts. Day two guide, day three guide, and Secret to Amazing Dates. I think it's Secret to Amazing Dates we talked about One Punch Man Theory. Did we, or is it the one after? I don't fucking remember. There's so many podcasts. But anyways, you should know to never overcook a, uh, that first that first initial kiss, right? We're going to play off a big moment as small, which is the whole point behind One Punch Man Theory. This whole big event of kissing her, and that's not a big event. It's just a small thing, and then we go back to the real big thing, which is just the moment at hand, right? So you kiss her. Now, now what I was talking about there is that when you go to kiss her and you get into that kiss, she's expecting like this to go on for a little bit, but when you pour, when you break off, and you're like, all right. So anyways, let's get back to meditating. Oh, anyways, let's get back to, uh, well, well, anyways, let's go down here. Let's go for a walk, whatever. You just completely change the subject, completely move off into something else. And she goes, wait, what? Wait, what What was that? Right? You're causing her to crash. You're causing a crash for her. And what's so good about that is because it was unexpected. Like crashes aren't a bad thing on her 50. The only time a crash in a woman's field of presence is a bad thing is if it's a prolonged crash in which that system shut down, in which that, okay, I can't feel her presence at all, which means I'm not receiving the signals of attraction and comfort from her. Like, I'm not even sure if I'm attracted to her. I'm not even sure if I'm feeling comfortable with her because she's not able to be present with me. If she can't reconnect, now some of you might then be get a little too, you might get a little too whimsical with this. Some of you might get a little trigger happy with this and go, hmm, well, if Adam's saying that, Crashing her field is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Maybe I should do it a lot. <laughs> no, not quite. You shouldn't actively be trying to, uh, I consciously think I'm trying to crash her field, her presence, right? But a crash every now and again is a real good, a real good, uh, real good jolt. It's a real good unexpected, unexpected event. Because what do most guys do on dates? What, what do most guys do that this girl has been out with? They do the same boring shit. They do the same thing that everyone expects. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to dinner. Ah, let me drop you off and I'll kiss you at the door. Right? And it's just so boring, so expected. And and so and so it's like there's no excitement. There's no the the ability for attraction to get inflamed and to get uh, enraged. It just never really happens. But a crash, a crash, crashing of a field, such as when you go to kiss her, pulling her back, that is a crash. It's, it's not something that I'm actively thinking about. Like, you're trying to crash it. No, it's just that I'm just trying to make a big moment small here, which is what we're actually doing. That's the principle. But that's really good for the energy because that allows her to reconnect and really reestablish connection just as long as it's not prolonged. Just make sure it's not prolonged. And that's how you know that because that's the whole point of a day too is to see if she can maintain connection enough to see if we're connected together. Same for me as well. 
for her perspective. But if a girl can't maintain her field of presence, then that's it. We don't need to spend any more time together. Don't forget about the toxic Russian. Don't forget about the toxic Russian. The one girl I had to walk away. Uh, no, I've had to walk away from a couple girls on a few dates. But she was the one girl I walked away from without even saying I'm walking away. I just got up off the bench. <laughs> Sour, remember that. Sour, remember that story. Okay, it's going back a bit. It's going back to last year. Okay, so let's move on from this. Where are we going on next? Uh, got a little more chat here. Okay, so Ski comes in saying diving board. Not quite. It's what, which Johnny Nguyen got the right word saying springboard. Jay, it said Amog. Masaki, it said trampoline. Trampolines are not bad, but it's the springboard. The, <laughs> Masaki says the yeet board. <laughs> what the fuck is a yeet board? Then Kakash comes to say, yeah, yeet. Yeah, yeet. <laughs> Uh, we need to invent we need to invent market and bring that to market uh, they stop being present because they butter lol you stay so for those of you who are wondering yes the the term that I used to use a lot I haven't used it in a while though because we haven't done a specific night night dynamics podcast in a while that was really deep though I was going to some night tactics for Eric and there's a term called springboarding which is a a bit of a a bit of a childish game Bit of a childish game that me and uh, Jordan particularly, and a couple other wings as well, but Jordan and I particularly would fuck around with. It's really, uh, I don't want to go in too deep into it now, but basically just the gist of it, springboarding is when you see a very, a guy in the beginning of his journey, not particularly well executing his social dynamics. You know, he's kind of just surviving in an interaction. He's with this really attractive girl. He's, it's been the most of him. It's been the best of him just to be able to go up to her and he's drowning he can barely breathe in the interaction but he's doing his best to stay in and you as a more experienced practitioner can see what's happening here and you go oh this is a real springboard situation what does that mean instead of having to perform a six seven foot vertical leap to get into this interaction okay starting an interaction from scratch you have a springboard here which is little jeffrey uh, he's already done a lot of the work by just being himself. So if you come in to an interaction with someone who's at a far earlier stage of the journey than you, much lower level execution, just the the contrast, just the juxtaposition of someone who is lower level versus someone who's slightly higher, it makes the gap seem even wider. And so that the girl will get very attracted to you, not even if you're not doing much purely just because she has someone to compare with, right? And so that's what we call springboarding. And uh, listen, I'm not proud. I'm not proud of it, but I've got, but I've got to honor the lineage, which is that, yes, we used to play springboarding games, but we we would do it respectfully. We'd do it respectfully. So maybe, maybe not proud is not the right word, but basically we would be out there in the bar and you'd see someone who could be springboarded off. Sorry about next, next door neighbor's dog. And you'd go, all right, listen, we'll give him a minute. We'll give him a minute. If he's not going to lead this girl within a minute, that's it. I'm going in. This guy has already had plenty of time before I even came in to see these two. We're going to give him a minute. And if he doesn't lead the girl in a minute, because that's how you know it's a springboard situation. If he's not willing to lead the girl, even though she's clearly communicating that she wants to be. And then that's it. I'm going in for a springboard. And so we'll, you know, we'll do that. But there's also, just to have more fun of it, we would springboard off each other, which is that <laughs> we would say, listen, I would give you... I'm going to give you a certain time limit in this interaction. You go into this interaction. 
if you don't do something with it within that time limit, I'm coming on a springboard and off you. And so we play that with each other. And that's, uh, that was always a lot of fun. We say, you knew in the back of your mind that if I don't, if I don't lead really hard here, Jordan's going to come in and he's going to try and springboard off me. And, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun between, a lot of fun between us. Guys, I'm just going to, uh, oh no, she's piped down. She's piped down. That's okay. <clears throat> if she pops back up again, I'll go close that window. Anyways, that's what springboarding is. Old school reference. Okay. Who's next up in this chat? Uh, just people resounding their agreement, dealing with bullies 101. I feel like this applies to everything in life. From Kakashi, don't let assholes wreck your field in life. Correct. Definitely Kakashi, definitely applies. Maski come in saying, key principle, maintaining the field equals maintaining presence. Exactly. That is the key. Very well. Very good. Kakashi saying, ignore, move on, and stay present. See, yeah, not quite ignore though. You definitely address. When we address interference in the field, we always address. We just don't react. We always respond. We just don't react. Okay. Jay coming in saying, for sure, stay present. I'd just tell her, what a sausage fest in here, right? How about we find somewhere a bit more private? Yeah, that's that's good if, when you want to move it on, for sure, if he's not moving on himself. Um, Muskie says, in my pants with another sausage. What? What sausage in your pants? <laughs> Jay says, please don't. Anyways, uh, we are all still animals down at the core level, for sure. Hey, Jose's up in here. Jose Pablo Fuentesoles up in here. Uh, saying, what's up, sensei? Good to have you in, Jose. Haven't seen you in ages. Uh, I'm surprised, Jose, that you didn't apply for the World Bowl. Even though I haven't seen you in a live session in a while, you have been a regular follower of this channel. So if you haven't seen the announcement of the new private Facebook group, uh, go ahead and just on the channel, just it's like two videos back, uh, the World Bowl private Facebook group. Oh, shit, we've got a couple of Super Chats up in here. Maski, Sinaj, dropping, dropping, a, dropping a pair with a massive thumbs up, $2.99. Thank you very much, Muskie. I really appreciate that. And that super chat just goes back to supporting everything that's happening here. When we do get to open Q&A, if you have a question, I'll get yours first. So just let me know. And then Eric comes in with $4.99 super chat saying, thanks for going so deep on that. Hey, great question. It was a great question, Eric. And uh, for great questions, great questions will be honored with great answers. But you only find great answers through great questions. So it's all you. Okay, and then Jose come in saying, I'm aware, but I'm training AF, I don't know what AF means, autofocus, I'm training autofocus for a mountain bike race. I get the MTB, I just don't get the AF. Uh, that's fine, man. No worries. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on here. So guys, this is the next stage of the podcast. So let's, let's just recap. What have we been through here? We've been through the field, of, we've been through understanding the key ability that balances masculine and feminine energy. What is it? presence we've been through how to interpret an interaction between masculine and feminine energy it's a field okay in which that signals need to be communicated critical signals such as attraction and comfort only can be though if the supply of energy to the presence of the field has been maintained we need to close down as many programs as we can <clears throat> here we go i was just about to dive into a whole different thing but then i realized we've got to get these principles here okay so the next thing i said i was going to talk about was tight and loose I have mentioned this in some day two or some date podcast. Could be Secret to Amazing Dates. How to read a girl's attraction or comfort. Maybe something like that. 
how to read it, man. I don't know. But anyways, we're doing. We're gonna hash it up here, and go probably deeper into it. Tight and loose. I got. I want you guys to cement this phrase into your mind until you become unconscious about it. Which is this: tight mind, tight body. Loose mind, loose body. Everyone just breathe that in. Tight mind. Tight on the mind. A lot of limiting beliefs. A lot of negative self-perceptions. A lot of egoic attachment. Tight. A lot of psychic energy being used in the mind. Tight mind. It means tight body. If I'm tight in the mind, what happens to my body? Guys, what happens when you get nervous and anxious? When you start thinking nervous and anxious thoughts, what happens to your body? What do you notice? You get tight. You start to grip you tight. Feet come closer together. Close your arms. Lurch over. Shoulders, chest, get tight, protective. Tight mind though. Start in the mind. What happens when you have a loose mind? I wish Allie was here. I was like this with her all Saturday. What happens when you get a loose mind? Loose body. When I was out with Allie on Saturday... We were just strolling down the mall and when I'm just making jokes and talking with her, I'm literally like this. Like there are times where I'll literally go into, uh, where I'll go into absolute jelly mode, absolute octopus jelly mode. I remember, was with, uh, I remember my first date with Mimi actually, shout out to Mimi if you're watching. Uh, she, she said, I remember I did the jelly mode with her. I just call it jelly mode, which is that sometimes when a girl says something to me that really fucking lights me up. When a girl says something that's either really attractive or maybe it's an interest that I really get her on or she just does or says something that really fucking lights me up about her. I just like, I got this motion that I, that I guess I actually I learned off of, uh, I guess I, it's something that Matt used to do when he was still alive. Not exactly. I've kind of made it my own now, but he used to do something where he used to like, always like have me on a machine gun. And for those on the podcast, imagine you've got like a big machine gun with dual handles. And he used to do that. I used to see him with being with girls. I've seen him do that. Mine is more of like an octopus. Mine is like, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of like that where you just, you lose control of your arms and shoulders and your head goes all loose. Anyways, that's like my natural reaction to a woman doing something that lights me up. She, she like, she says something or acts in a way that it's like, holy fuck, you're my type of girl. You know, that type of thing. I'll just go, oh, oh, oh. you know, I'll just go loose into olip- octopus jelly mode. And now that was loose mind first though. It was, I had to be loose in the mind for my body to go loose. There is a exchange between your psychology and physiology and they each affect each other. If I was in the reverse, uh, trying to be as loose as I can in my mind, but I'm actively doing things that make me tight physically, right? Sitting in a tight way. Like when I'm on the grass with fucking Ali on Saturday, when I'm under the under the big ass tree in front of this lotus pond and the, it's just beautiful weather, there's almost no one else in this, this part of the garden with us. It's just prime. Do you think I'm sitting like a Buddhist monk, right? With like perfect, perfect form, perfectly crossed legs, all of my chakras are aligned, right? Do you think that's what's happening? No, because my physical, my if my if I keep tight physiology, if I keep tightness in my body, then that's going to eventually affect my mind and make my mind go tight, aka sever the supply, sever the connection. We're getting into some shit here, my friends. You better have your notebooks out. And so, 
And so when I'm with, when I'm lying down on the grass of a girl, I look like, I look like a dog that's just had a massage. Like my legs are fucking spread. I'm, I'm allowing my, my neck to go loose. Right, I'm very loose with my hands and my body. If I want to uh, touch her hand, if I want to grab her hands, if I want to play over her hair, I'll play over, just randomly while a girl's talking. I'll just play over her hair. Right? While she's like describing like a grandfather that just got that got fucked over in World War Two. Like, listen, if that's my because I'm so loose in the mind. Because what's the principle? What's the dynamic in this stage of the day? 80, 20, 80 her, twenty me. I'm not really saying much. I'm just allowing for her to invest. If I get this impulse to want to touch her, touch her hand, hold her hand, play with her hair, go and kiss her, uh, fucking put, rub, get my hands in the ground and feel the energy of the grass and everything around me, I'm free to do so, right? Because my body is free to do so, and so if my free, if my body is free, then the impulses that come through my mind, it's just this seamless flow. It's this seamless flow. So make sure that when you're Going into a deeper, uh, a more isolated space with a woman. Now, it definitely applies well back, well back, initial interaction for sure. It's just that a lot of these principles right here, they come to a head. They come to a head when you're finally one-on-one underneath this giant tree in front of the lotus pond. That's when you really get to see the true ability of each other. Why? Okay, why? This is a good question for you guys. This is a hardcore principle that some of you should know. Why is it that all of these principles, such as uh, the field of presence, such as the exchange of attraction and comfort signals, such as the tight and loose physiology and psychology, why why is it that all of these things get such a heavy-duty focus in the isolation stage of a date? Why? Why is it at this stage that this is where so much focus and emphasis is placed on these things and not why am I not using the initial interaction or later on, and then maybe not so much later on, but definitely the juxtaposition is why not initial interaction and why focus on in the isolation? Other than the fact that it's just, you know, it's a nice part of the interaction between a man and a woman, but there's a really key point. And the key point is what's present and what's not. What's present in an initial interaction that mm, I can't, <laughs> I was about to give you the answer, right? And then what's not present in when you're in isolation that allows us, that's a better way of phrasing it. What's not present in isolation in down under the tree in front of the lotus pond that allows us to get really clear about these signals and the social dynamics between you and her. What's, what's not present that allows that to happen? Put that in the chat. Jose then comes in saying, we'll apply after that for sure. I want to make my application good, Sensei. I appreciate that, Jose. Really do appreciate that. Because we only want the best. There will be, for those, uh, for my world bowlers, there will be at least one new member coming in this week's intake on Friday. Uh, intakes are not regular. Intakes are going to happen whenever they need to happen. But there is at least going to be one new member. Uh, so for those of you that are wondering, there will be an intake this Friday. Of members into the world bowl. Muskie then comes in saying, uh, remember kids, stretch every day. Yeah, absolutely. You better be fucking loose. You better have a loose. You better be able to touch your toes. You better be able to touch your toes uh, or be working towards it. Uh, Kakashi then comes in saying, big mood Masaki. I do not know what that means. I do not know what that means. I'm still looking for an answer, my friends. 
What's not present in isolation that allows us to get such a clear read on the signals between, <clears throat> between her and I? Still looking for that answer. Okay. Eric then comes in saying, I guess when you're in isolation, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I guess when you're in isolation, y'all have both made a decision to get to know each other. So there's a level of acknowledgement there. So you're definitely correct, Eric, but you're giving me what is present. What I'm looking for is what not, what's not present. Oh, Yong, Yong, good to see you. You're up in here. Uh, say external distractions from the environment. Boom. Fucking nails it right up. And I haven't seen you in a live chat in a really long time, if not ever. So welcome. To, well, great, great to have you here, man. Uh, Distractions up in here saying what up as well. Uh, but Yong has just nailed it on the bloody head, which is that the reason why I'm using the isolation part of a date to clearly demonstrate and why that we went through the entire field of energy diagrams and demonstration of understanding that, why that was focused on isolation in that part of a date and not in an initial interaction is because of exactly what Yong has uh, very well said here is the ex- external distractions, interference of the signal. If he, that's the exact wording I would use, but he's described it quite well as well. External distractions from the environment. What's not present in isolation? Noise. Interference. And I'm not just talking about loud music or loud people. I'm talking about the energy from those people and from those environments. It's a very hard to read, am I attracted? Am I comfortable? Either from her part or your part if there's so much other interference of noise around you, which is why for those who have just, who are very new to day twos and where they always fuck it up is that they never move the day two into an isolation, which means they always stay in a very noisy area in which that, in this example, let me get a clean one here. Do I have a clean one? I think I've messed up all of them. Yeah, I'll go back to number one. I'll draw it up for you live, which is why that, just drawing up on this diagram here. So you guys got your connection. You got your presence connection, which allows the field to go up and in which that signals can be transmuted without interference. Notice how there's no other interference here. There's no, there's no X's trying to come in. There's no random guy, random uh, people at the coffee shop next to me. There's no trams running by me. There's no uh, her friends, which is why if a girl ever says to you, oh, is it okay if I bring my friends to the date? And you're like, no, this is between you and I. It's not that I don't like your friends, or right? it's not that I don't want to, some point, want to engage with your friends. I'm sure they're great people, but it's the noise interference. The noise to signal ratio is what's so important here, in which I want almost a, a zero to 100. I want as little noise as possible interfering between me and her when we get to intimacy. And isolation is the real beginning of that, like the real, the real transcommunication of the signal of attraction and comfort. Right? If you if you always stay there, uh, you always stay in a very noisy environment, it's very hard to get a clear signal. So I'm not sure why we got into that, but the current point that we're on is the tight mind, tight body. Right? The tight mind, tight body, loose mind, loose body. That oh, That's why we brought up that whole stuff. Because the reason why I've been, when I was talking about that, talking about isolation in the date, 
And while it's giving you all these examples in isolation, it definitely progresses forward. Like when you get back to her place, your place, et cetera, they apply even more so then. And it just carries on that if you can't maintain a loose mind, your body will never have a chance. So if you want to think about such as things of communication of attraction and comfort, tight mind, what does tight mind mean? That means too many programs open, too many programs open, limiting belief programs open, negative self-perception open, egoic attachment program opened. You need to close all of them down. That's a tight mind. That's a lot of processing power being used in your mind, which in your body has no chance. But if you close all those programs down and you just XE1, just presence, just presence, then that gives your body a chance. And then so that uh, one of our clients just had one of his first ever day twos ever uh, last week. After like six or seven years of just been wanting to get his cold approach social dynamics journey going, he's finally on a 30-day challenge and he got, I think it was on day seven, day four or day five of his 30-day challenge. He's on his first ever day two. Uh, he went to go kiss her. She rejected. He fucked up the kiss somewhere in his execution in his 50. Now, if you've got a tight mind, when I say tight body, that's not just being able to relax. It's also being able to execute. What's said for your ability to execute with a tight body? To be, I mentioned before, just touching her, playing with her hair while she's talking, holding her hand, right? If you attempt to do any of these things, kissing her, taking her clothes off, getting into way more deeper sexual intimacy when you're back at your place and her place, et cetera, et cetera. If you try to do any of these things with a tight mind, or if you do it with a tight body, it's going to come off weird. It's going to come off very, very strange. It's going to be interference. It's going to cut the signal. So, Because what is she receiving? She doesn't know that you're tight in the mind because you haven't had sex in three years or ever or because you've got all these limiting beliefs. All she knows is that he's so stiff. He's so rigid. Like he's not, he's like overthinking. I can feel him thinking. Ah, And which of course does what, guys? Go back to, go back to paragraph two. Go back to diagram two. Energy goes down, field goes down. Separation, right? Signals can't get through anymore. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.